Well, hey, welcome again to Family Life Fellowship. Again, who's excited to be in the house of the Lord? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. My name is Brad. If I've not met you, I'm one of the pastors here. If you're online, out in the parking lot here in person, just so excited that you are here with us today. Um, I always love this because if you don't like what I say, Pastor Vic will be back next week. So it's all good, right? <laughs> I got nothing to lose. I just pour it all out right here, right now. And so uh, I do want you to shut your eyes for a quick moment um, and uh, just kind of just I've got a lot of setup to, uh, to what I feel is a, an, an extremely important point that God is wanting to do with us today. Um, and if your neighbor starts to snore, just give them a nudge. But uh, I want you to think about the people in life or the situations in life. Um, or let me just ask it like this. Who is it that you look up to? Picture them. Um, and then, honestly, in this moment, say a little prayer for them. Like, just kind of under your breath or in your, in your heart. Just say, just say a little prayer for them. Um, because, and even if, they've, even if they're not in the earth anymore or whatever, but just, just pray for them a little bit. Because there is something extremely special about looking up. Um, and, it, and it does a lot for us. And so, with your, with your eyes closed, I'm going to pray. So, Father in heaven, we just rejoice in you. And... We thank you for this season. I know it gets said a lot, but when we come to Christmas, the Christmas season, when we get into the Easter season, I believe that your, your goal in all of it is to bring us to a reminding, to, to remind us, um, and in this particular situation, that, that we don't have to get stuck in wandering, but we can bask in the wonder of who you are. And that's our goal. That's my goal. I, th I know that's the word that you have put in my heart today, that we not get stuck wandering, moving around aimlessly, but that we remember the wonder of who you are. And so put that on the inside of us today, please, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. So in, in my life, and I think in a lot of our lives, a, a lot of us come to these different places um, where we where we think that fame and fortune is where everything is at. Like, we just, we desire it. You know, I can remember thinking, like, I'm big stuff when we first started streaming. Like, you know, and, and man, we put video cameras in here. That must mean I am somebody, right? I mean, that's, and I am somebody, but not necessarily in that fashion. And, and what the, while there is plenty of negative that goes along with that, there is some, some positive stuff that I think that, that we, that we glean um, from those different situations in life because it starts to point you in a direction maybe of who you want to be or where God is trying to call you to, right? And so when I think about that, I think about um, years and years ago, like many, I, I get to, I can start saying this now, I've got gray in my beard and my mustache and, and I've got a five or a six head. Um, it's no longer a forehead. Uh, and so, and so I get to say some of these things, but I could remember some 30 plus years ago being in elementary school and wanting to be an astronaut. And, and even after seeing the, the spaceship 
the space shuttle Challenger explode live, there was still this amazing draw that that when when people talked about an astronaut, like they got to leave the earth, they got to go up in the clouds, and there was just something about it. And so I looked up to them, and we, you know, specifically in the in the Challenger incident, like it was the first teacher, right, going up up into space, and and just different things like that. And then and then I could remember uh, transitioning into into middle school and high school and that's for me that's where sports really began to to be something uh something something huge in my life and particularly basketball really between my dad and I that was that was our thing that we did and so and so there were these these people that uh that were playing at the time that some of you young guys are maybe maybe you don't even know but uh and and everybody wanted to be like Mike right that was the song I want to be like like Mike, and and while there were aspects of Michael Jordan, I hated Michael Jordan because he got all the props. So I started liking all the people that didn't like Michael Jordan, right? And so Patrick Ewing and and Bill Lambeers and all of these rough and tough players that when you watched them, you knew they were going to throw an elbow and they're going to try to break somebody's nose. And I'm like, that's who I want to be, man. That's that's it. That's where it's at. And then even some lesser name guys like Anthony Mason. Um, and I'm going to name off a lot of Knicks. And so if you weren't a Knicks fan back then, I am because they were just, they were like the Pistons. They were just mean. Uh, I cut my teeth on Missouri basketball with Anthony Peeler and Lamont Frazier and Doug Smith. And man, what a team they had during that, during those early nineties years. And I know you weren't alive. I know some of you, but, uh, and stuff, but, but I looked up to them and, and what was, what was amazing was I didn't know them. I didn't, I never, I have never met one of these people at all in my entire life, but I was able to glean from them as I, as I looked up to them, as I, as I watched what they did, and, and I tried to make sure I didn't say what they said because I'd get my mouth washed out with soap, right? You know, and so there's all these, all these just different things. Today, um, or in this time, while I'm coaching basketball, everybody talks about Steph Curry, man, Steph Curry, and, and, and I adore Steph Curry in the sense that he's probably the greatest three-point shooter, maybe, uh, possibly, um, but what I hate about it is that he's ruining little, little people basketball because everybody wants to shoot the three, right? But, and so everybody's looking up to him, and every time I throw out a stat, my basketball team's like, yeah, but Steph Curry, Steph Curry's the best three-point shooter ever. Like, you can't, don't, don't bring your seventh-grade body up to me talking about how you're going to shoot three-pointers because Steph Curry says it's the best shot on, on the court. It's, it's not, right? And even in that, I'm coaching seventh grade basketball right now. Man, I'm, I'm looking up to different coaches and all of, this, all, all of these different things, reading blog posts, watching videos, old videos, new videos, John Wooden, everything, all this stuff, because it brings me to this place of focus. It brings me from a place of where, where it, in, in one aspect, that if I try to do this all on my own, I get set on a path of wandering, right? I just go aimlessly trying to figure everything out all on my own. But when I look up to these people and I see the wonder of the accomplishments that they've made and I see the wonder of the, of the skill sets that they have, all of a sudden everything comes into a focus. And no longer am I sitting here in just this wandering, trying to figure out what's going on. I think about this season that we're, that we're in 
and I think about all the lights and, and all the presents and, and the trees and, and everything I've seen, and, and I wonder about all of it. I think about all of it, and, I, and, and, and it causes me to, to look at things a little bit differently. And in this season, I, I got to thinking and, and wrote it down, but when was the last time, instead of just going from store to store or feeling like that we just have to decorate because that's what the, the neighborhood does, which if you want to go down Longview Street, like uh, this would be my shameless plug. Man, our houses are rocking on Longview. Y'all need to come see that. But anyways, anyways, but when you go look at the lights, do you ever remind yourself to put you in a position of wonder that Jesus is the light of your life? Right? Like, it, like the lights, I, I get it. It's, it's all advertisement. It's all trying to sell stuff and make money and different things like that. But for us, really, we should find wonder that when everybody starts celebrating Christmas and starts celebrating this, that this always gives us the opportunity. It gives us an illustrated message everywhere that we go for every person that puts a light up or makes a comment about, oh, how beautiful the lights. Well, yeah, you know, the lights are really beautiful. Can I tell you how beautiful my Jesus is? You know, when those lights go off at midnight because of those timers and different things, hey, do you know that the light of Christ never goes out? Amen. Right? I mean, there's, there's all of these things. Or when you're decorating your tree, have you, have you ever got yourself caught up in the wonder that just like it's an evergreen, that we'll be ever alive? That, that our physical death is just a stepping stone into the everlasting life. Like, like it's, it's just, man, there's so much in this season that we can get caught up in the wonder and be reminded of who God is and, and what he's doing in our lives. But, but too many times we don't do that. And, and we went, did some Christmas shopping here not too long ago, a couple weekends ago. And, and I can just remember seeing people just feeling, we, it was on Black Friday, that's, that's when it was, most frustrating day to go shopping ever. Um, no, it's the most ridiculous thing. It's the most ridiculous thing. But anyways, people were literally wandering back and forth, back and forth, zigzagging in this, in this mall. Everybody still knows what a mall is, right? They have one in, in St. Louis still. It's, it's pretty neat. It's, it's iconic. Um, but... Uh, you actually used to go in stores to shop. I don't, I know, okay, anyways. Um, but they just back and forth, back and forth, bags under their eyes, bags in their hands, right? All, all of this stuff, but, but completely missing that, that the, whole, the whole thing behind gifts is understanding about how much God really sought after us. And that, I mean, it's the way that we look at it. I know he, did, he really didn't have to seek. He just, he just did. But, but it's what it feels like, right? God just sought so much after us and gave us this gift who is Jesus Christ. And it's just amazing. But life happens and we get caught up in the wandering and we forget about the wonder. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands because I already know the answer. But I'm going to ask just to engage you a little bit. Have you ever noticed how you just wander aimlessly knowing that God's right there? 
And I'm going to guarantee if I ask for hands, every one of our hands is going to go up. And so I want to encourage you today. You are not the first set of people to get caught up in it. Okay? So let that be like, oh, thank goodness. He's not going to yell at me. Yes, I am going to yell at you. But you are not the first set of people to have had this happen. Okay? There's a group of people in the Old Testament, and they're, and they're called the Israelites. They're God's people in the, in the Old Testament. We, Jewish culture, Israelites, these were the people who were enslaved in Egypt. These were the people who came from Abraham, just to make these connects, right? And, and they had the ability to, to wonder about God, literally to live in the wonder of who God is, but yet they found themselves wandering. And I remember almost every time that I get to these pages um, in Exodus and Numbers, and I get to these pages in the Old Testament and I'm reading them, there is this sense of judgment that comes over me because I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, y'all don't know how good you had it. God, I mean, Mo, God spoke to Moses with a burning bush and the bush didn't burn. I mean, how cool is that? Like, I mean, come on, you people cannot sit there and turn your eyes off of God. How come you got caught up in the wandering? They saw the plagues. They saw the sea split. They, they were provided for with manna from heaven, water out of a rock. And while they were heading to the promised land, the Lord himself showed his presence every single waking moment, sleeping moment, every hour, every minute, every second of the day, yet they still find themselves in a place of wandering. W-A, not W-O. In Numbers 13 and 14, and you have to study it, I encourage you to write it down and, 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 and really read about this. It's a, in, in a famous account of, of the spies going in. We know that Joshua and Caleb go in with the spies, and then there's ten other no-name people who, who go in, and they're seeing all of this amazing stuff. Like God has been promising them this beautiful, beautiful land. And not only... Not only is the land amazing, but they describe it as flowing with milk and honey. And, and when I think about it, you know, like milk is that basic substance, right? That's, it's, it's the basic things that you just need, right? But then the honey on top of it is all the extra. It's the abundance. It's the sweetness of, of what the land is going to give to this, to this group of people who God has chosen, Right? And so they go in, and they're carrying, like it, it describes that they have to have a couple of guys carry a, 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 a group of grapes to, to bring it back to show everybody, right? All of this amazing, amazing stuff. There was one problem, though. The land was full of what the people, the spies called giants. Battle-hardened, ready to fight, people who are going to protect their land. And the whole time that God is promising this, He's also telling them, hey, you don't have to worry. I'm going to clear this out. I got you. Much like I did for the Egyptians, right? I lured them right into the Red Sea, and then the waters came a-flooding. The waters came a-rushing. I've got you. But they came back. They come back. 
in 10 of the 12, the only thing I can imagine is that they're murmuring and complaining, maybe that the grapes were too heavy. Yeah, this is the land of plenty. We'll have more than enough. But man, this sure is heavy to pull. Man, this sure is heavy to carry. And they start this murmuring and complaining going on, right? Whispering in each other's ears and, and talking different things. And, and what ends up happening is that they come back and they start to tell other people. Now, before they go into the land, before Numbers 13 and 14, there's this amazing verse in Exodus chapter 40. And it's the very last verse. verse. Exodus chapter 40, verse 30. And it says, So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and the fire was in the cloud by night. In the sight, everybody say sight, of all, say all, all the Israelites during all, everybody say all, all their travels. Everywhere they went, the presence of God is there. And this really gets me thinking and, and comparing, really talking, I was just studying up because I know so many of us get caught up in the wandering of, of, of life and, and we miss so many different things that God is trying to show us. And I got to thinking about these ten guys. They had, had, had to have walked back into the camp like this. Had to have. Because of that verse right there, if the tabernacle is set up, then this cloud and this fire is, is hovering over, this, over the tabernacle. If it's, not, if it's not set up, then the cloud and the fire are in the sky. And so these guys literally had to walk into camp with blinders on, their heads down, whatever the case may be, and, and just had to decide to ignore the wonder of who God is. Because the Lord was never visibly away from them. When they came back, He was right there. But they ignored it. And I really want this to sink in. When was the last time you looked up into the heavens and ignored the wonder of God? When was the last time you saw a new bud on the tree and you ignored the wonder of God? Or to watch how, how everything in our season right here with where we live uh, in the United States, right? Where everything is dying off, yet we see the wonder of God because new life comes in just a few months' time. How often do we ignore it? The great and wonderful presence of God being right there. How often do we ignore the amazing work that happens when we're all unified together like today. And we feel His presence, but then as soon as we walk out the doors, we say, we begin to tell ourselves, I, He won't really help me. I want us today to return to the wonder of Christ and be the people who no longer get caught up in wandering from relationship to relationship, drug to drug, thing to thing, attitude to attitude, whatever. Can you remember how you felt when you first came to church and experienced the music? 
Just the music. Can you remember? I can. I said, man, these people are crazy. If you don't, the first time I came into church, it was at the other building, and they had island-themed worship music going. I'm telling man, you walk into that for the first time, you're like, all right then, yeah. <laughs> but even, even with that, it was so amazing because people were excited and they were happy. And now, some 20 years later, I know it wasn't the music but it was the presence of God. And it began to pull on my heartstrings and to see him impacting this group of people. And it, and it fired up the wonder of who he is and impacted me. So what happens? Like these guys, these spies coming back, right, out of Numbers 13 and 14, what I recognize is that we do become our greatest distraction, and that we'll find people who will help us stay distracted, right? You, how, how great does it feel, right, when you can find somebody who says, yeah, man, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know you. They don't care about you. But all you're looking for is a justification of your feelings to turn you to go the wrong way, right? And so, and so we, we become our greatest distraction. And that whispering that happened with the, spy, the spies, I wonder, I, 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 I really, like, how much agreement did they have to muster up on the inside of themselves to literally walk into this camp, hundreds of thousands of people, and fire or a cloud being over this amazing place, and they had to muster enough agreement to say that that that's going on right there, there is no way it's, he's given us this land. Have you ever thought about it? Think about the miracle that's been done in your life. I know what I came from. I know what I was before Jesus. I know the miracle that He can do. Right? I mean, come on. It had to, man, we just become our greatest distraction. Have you ever noticed what happens when you lose hope? Your face drops, right? You stop looking up. You stop looking towards the things that are coming. Coaching seventh grade basketball, we played Marshall on Thursday night. And, and pray for my guys, the eighth grade guys. The eighth graders had four games. We had three games this week, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, it, it, insane. And I'm just as passionate when I'm coaching them as I am right now. And I yell and scream and do all these amazing, wonderful things, and it's great. Um, right? But... First minute into the game against Marshall. First minute into the game against Marshall, a couple of things didn't go our way. And this is how my team went up and down the court. Now, I will always tell you, it's poor coaching if your kids are running up and down the court like this. That's terrible coaching. So I coach them better, right? <laughs> um, it is. Do you know what they can accomplish while they're doing this? Nothing. Absolutely Nothing. Hope is gone. First minute of the game. All because a guy shot a three-pointer and made it. Like, that's part of the game. <laughs> if you don't know basketball, that's an okay thing for to happen. Okay, it's, it, it's going to happen, right? It's just, it's just part of what goes on. But this is where they were at. And all hope was lost. And they could no longer see the wonder of what they could do as a team. 
because this is all that they were focused on themselves. Because all you can see here is your feet and your shadow. That's it. That's it. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. Um, and I added this later, it won't, there won't be a slide, is, is where we get to saying a thorn in the, in the flesh. And, 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 and Paul is writing and he's talking about how so that he doesn't get conceited, God has allowed this thing to happen. And, and I don't want to focus on the thorn, I want to focus on what Paul focuses on. And what Paul focuses on is not the thorn either. Does anybody know what he focuses on? Without looking it up. Jesus! Gosh, it's so easy. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord, take it away. But he said, my grace, my power, who I am, I'm adding a little bit, but my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest upon me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So these spies are coming back and they missed the whole thing. God wasn't looking for them. He wasn't, look, he wasn't looking for he, them to go out and win the land. God was going to go out and win the land for him. It is the wonder. God wanted the whole land to see the amazing wonder of who he is. And that's what Paul tells us in that. That in our weakness, when we look up to him, when we look out to him, that all of a sudden we'd celebrate the weakness that we have right here because we know that God is coming in and he's going to be our strength. Okay, God, I don't completely understand what's going on, but I know you got this. And so I'm going to keep my head focused towards you. I'm going to keep my heart focused towards you. I thought this was supposed to be my next point, but I really think it's a word from the Lord for, for I mean, this whole thing, I hope it's a word from the Lord for you. But this is something specific. Uh, uh, and, it's, it's, and we hear it a lot, but it, it was really just, uh, you, you just take it. For, for whoever it's for. But is it good or is it God? So is it good or is it God? Some of you have decided that good will be your God. Like you'll just settle for good no matter what. Like the spies, you have settled for what God can do in your wilderness, even though he's trying to guide you out of your wilderness. The wilderness was never the destination. It was meant to be a short uh, little bump in the road to something so great. The children of Israel were good. They were taken care of. But God had better. So let me encourage you from the Lord, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. It's easy to say from up here. It really is. So how do you get out of your own way? I've been saying it the whole time. Look up. Look up. Listen to this. This is... I love this right here. And it won't be on the screen, so you just have to listen to it. Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade 
is, is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Look up. Look up and allow the wonder of who God is be your guiding light. Be that thing that, be that him, let him be him and allow him to guide. Look, the psalmist wrote, the very first thing is to look up. Now, is it a physical look up? Is it a spiritual look up? I don't know. I mean, I just, I think, man, man, we always point to heaven this way. And, and I know God's all around, but there's something about lifting your head up. And when you look up, and look, just like we look up to mentors, we look up to these sport figures, we look up to all these other things, all of a sudden it creates this focal point where now I know where I'm going. I'm going to pull in and I'm going to pull out what this thing has in in front of me, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a hold of this and move towards it, and I'm gonna get all that they, that they have, and it's gonna be a part of my life. And God does the same thing. God wants us to pull all of that. It's not necessarily really looking up, but it's the deepest part of you in the knowing that God is going to see you through whatever it is that you're going through. The good, the bad, no matter what season, it is the wonder of God that is gonna create something amazing for you. Look up to the wonder that God loves you. Look up to the wonder that you are His favorite. Look up. People will ask, what about the bad stuff? What about all this bad stuff, Brad? In these last three statements, what has changed? Right? What has changed? In the bad times, God still created this world for you and sent, his sa sent a Savior, His Son, Jesus Christ. Because God loves you even in the bad times. Whoever's going to play can come on up. In the intro, I, I told us to think about those things or those people that we esteem to, right? And we say and that we say that we look up to. And Jesus upon that cross created the greatest wonder of all. And he goes to the cross as an innocent person. No sin, no mistakes. And he creates this amazing wonder for us that we are worth being saved. That there is a penalty that he, that he sees that it's, it's worth dying for each one of us here. And so the trick, the thing today is I want to bring us out of wandering and back into the wonder of who Jesus is. I want us to recognize, not having to, to, oh, I just don't know, I just don't know, and we're zigzagging all around. Man, when we look towards God, I, I quite honestly, I don't, if our focus is really towards Him, it's not going to end up mattering what you don't know. Because while we're focused towards Him, right, He's going to bring us to everything that we need. And so much more. So maybe quit focusing on everything that you don't know and focus on who you do know or who you should know. Isn't that what this season is? Remembering that He came from heaven to earth for you and for me and for all those who lived before and all those who will live after. It's pretty stinking amazing. 
And he took all the junk that you feel on the inside, all the badness, all the crap, all the, all the whatever, and he took it. He said, God, Dad, I got it. I got it. Just put it on me. My arms are already out. Just put it on me. I got this. Humble beginnings. Laying in a manger. In a barn. To this. To being at the right hand of the Father. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Been praying. Like I knew this word for a month and I've just been praying. Lord, let's let's get out of the wandering. Help us. Help us to get out of the wandering and into the wonder. And I know somebody came in here. I know somebody came in here feeling stuck in the wandering. And maybe you've heard about Jesus before. Maybe this is the first time that you have heard him. But I'm here to tell you that the things of Jesus are real and true. And he is ready to take you from the wandering into who he is. To take you from the wilderness into the promised land. And if you're ready to stop wandering, I'm just going to ask that you raise your hand. That's it. Nobody's looking around. I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to have people look around. I see the hands going up. That's amazing. That's awesome. See the hands over here to my left, to my right, in the center. That's awesome. That's awesome. And all we're going to do, the Bible says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, then we will be saved. That all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it is in this salvation, sometimes you'll hear born again, that we secure heaven, but even more importantly, we secure a relationship with our Lord and Savior. And so I'm just going to ask everybody, repeat this prayer with as much enthusiasm as you can muster, but say, Dear Jesus, I receive you into my heart. Thank you for saving me, for forgiving me, for paying the price I could not pay. I am going to love you each and every day with as much love I can muster. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Hey, let's give it up for those who say yes to Jesus. Hey, just again, thank you so much for being here. Remember, our Christmas gift to you uh, is happening next week on December the 12th. Uh, here, Buckets and Boards, that was the video that we uh, showed before um, Before I got up here. We invite you to be, be a part of that for sure. Um, we love you so very much. Be blessed. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.